Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. So glad you're with us for the Monday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity is back from his vacation, thanks to Rob Long and Byron York and Alexander DeSanctis for filling in for him last week. We have good, bad, and crazy martinis for conservatives today. But, uh, Jim, as anyone who follows you on Twitter knows, you spent last week on a lovely vacation to New England. So my main question is, uh, are you now finding yourself finding anything you think is great being wicked awesome? <laughs> Just not the sports teams. Um, <laughs> and I even had nice things to say about Fenway Park. Uh, thought about going to a game. We weren't going to be in the right place. We would have had to drive back to Boston. It would have been complicated. But, uh, you know, like I, I made the observation that in an era where like almost every sports stadium starts to look the same, you look at Fenway with the green monster, with the hand scoreboard, it's kind of quirky angles and and uh, dimensions and it just is you know it, it's one of the things that makes baseball unique just about every football uh, field looks the same just about every uh field of play and hockey and uh basketball is indistinguishable baseball they have big stadiums they have smaller stadiums and they have this weird one up in boston i just you know so as somebody who's a small c conservative and loves tradition that is one of the things i still love about it secondly i just gotta say like i you know like I, i'm used to going down to hilton head and places down in the south in the summer greg did you know you can enjoy summer and it doesn't feel like a wet mop to the face uh, every time you step outside they have, they have actually nice you know you know 70 some degrees and cool and breezy lovely uh summers up there at least it was last week up in new england so i see why people like it up there in maine and everything america's vacation land as they call it <laughs> well being from michigan yes i was aware of that but uh it is uh very very different uh when you're around here in the soup you can sometimes make it through most of june in the dc area July and August, man, just get out of town. That's the time to get out. So you did a very smart thing to uh, get up to where the humidity is much, much less and the summers are super enjoyable. It's one of the reasons why I love to get up to Michigan in the summertime because it's uh, very similar in that way as well. So anyway, let's talk about our good martini today, which is uh, fascinating in a number of ways. Uh, Democrats are already coming up with their excuses for not doing well next year. And hopefully uh, the returns and results of next year's elections leave them in a position to having to come up with excuses for not doing well. So we haven't actually gotten to that point yet, but the fact that the Democrats are already preparing for it is a good thing. This is from Politico. After Georgia Republicans passed a restrictive voting law in March, Democrats here began doing the math. The state's new voter ID requirement for mail-in ballots could affect the more than 270,000 Georgians lacking identification. The provision cutting the number of ballot drop boxes could affect hundreds of thousands of voters who cast absentee ballots that way in 2020. And that's just in the populous Atlanta suburbs alone. 
It didn't take long before the implications became clear to party officials and voting rights activists. In a state that Joe Biden carried by fewer than 12,000 votes last year, the new law stood to wipe out many of the party's hard-fought gains and put them at a decisive disadvantage. Democrats in other states where similarly restrictive voting laws have passed are coming to the same conclusion. Interviews with more than three dozen Democratic elected officials, party operatives, and voting rights activists across the country reveal growing concern, bordering on alarm, about the potential impact in 2022 of the raft of new laws passed by Republican legislatures, particularly in some of the nation's most competitive battleground states. In fact, the Politico uh, story is titled, Jim, We're Bleeped. Dems fear turnout catastrophe from GOP voting laws. So, Jim, when you got the president and all his friends out there calling it Jim Crow 2.0 because, you know, you don't do 24-hour round-the-clock early voting. It's only, you know, more days than prior to the pandemic and and longer hours. Um, You know, you got to keep the uh, outrage meter at 11, I guess. But uh, the fact that uh, they're this worried that making sure that only the people who should be voting are voting tells you that something's going right in these legislatures and the Democrats know uh, that if they have to actually pony up ID, things might not go their way. Greg, people might be wondering, wait, why are Jim and Greg saying this is the good martini? Well, look, the first is that I, I don't believe that uh, legislation that reduces the number of drop boxes, people are gonna say, well, I would, dro- I would drop off my absentee ballot in the drop box if it was down the street. But the fact that there's now, instead of having 38 drop boxes in my county, there are only eight. I'm just not going to go that further. I'm just I'm just not going to vote. I'm just not going to try. The fact that we only have uh, two Saturdays of early voting uh, instead of that, you know, the fact that there's only the, the idea that this by itself is going to suddenly make people not vote. I, I don't find it plausible in the slightest. I do find this this entire coverage and the, the fact that, you know, you have three reporters from Politico uh, running this with this dramatic headline. We are blanked. Uh, as a sign, you know, this, this is preemptive spin. This is Demo- look. We, we've always known that the president's party usually does badly in the midterm elections. We know Georgia was very, very close. We know the Democrats in Georgia don't have a particularly uh, big margin for error in both the Senate races and Biden's victory over Trump uh, on election day, 2020. So yeah, okay, they had a good reason to be nervous. But the idea that this, you know, like I think what this indicates is that they realized you had really extraordinary circumstances in 2020. You had Trump as this giant motivator for Democrats. And we don't know what Trump's, you know, uh, how much Trump's going to play a role in the midterms of 2020. But the thing is, generally in politics, when your guy gets in control, people start to get complacent. They get less motivated. They get less uh, fired up. And the opposition tends to get really, oh, I got to vote. I got to get out there to vote in the midterms because this uh, this rotten president is doing all these bad things that I don't like. It's just a natural ebb and flow of politics. The Democrats can see it coming. The fact that they're this alarmed, this intense about it suggests that I think they're seeing things in their internal polling, focus groups, all that kind of stuff that makes them nervous. And that's not even getting into crime, the border, inflation, all of these other factors that could put people in a bad mood and not eager to reelect Democrats. And let's face it, it's Georgia, you know, even though they had a really terrific 2020 Previous years were not great for Democrats. It may be a more reflective, a you know, unique set of circumstances with Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood running around the state insisting your vote doesn't count and things like that. So you add all of that up, that's a sign that's um, a, 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 an indicator that Democrats are very, very nervous about the midterms and uh, they're already rolling out the preemptive spin. Jim, as far as I know, prior to the pandemic, with all these voter ID laws coming into place and uh, other provisions in the law, voter turnout kept going higher and higher, right? 
you know, yeah, different places had different, uh, you know, different levels. But yes, that generally you're seeing turnout re increase. I think the lowest turnout election, at least in my lifetime, or let's say recent memory was 1996. Not exactly a terribly thrilling year between Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. And it's been steadily increasing, at least in every presidential year since then. People are much more engaged in it. People are just much more excited about it. So again, this idea of, oh, Voter suppression is, you know, like I said, we're, we, we don't have this crisis to turn out the way that we used to. And the other thing is that if people choose not to vote, they should be allowed not to vote. I think you should go out and vote. I think you should care about the future of your country. I think you should vote for candidates that I like and you should vote against candidates I don't like. Uh, but, you know, but see, if you choose not to vote, fine, that's your choice. And if you don't know anything about the candidates, if there's a school board election, you have no idea who stands for what then don't vote. I don't want you voting if you have no idea what's going on. Otherwise, you're just doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo and just hoping through sheer luck to get the best candidate. Jim, I seem to remember hearing not that long ago that if you claim that somebody cheated uh, or something was unfair about an election, you were subverting democracy. So uh, if Republicans win, the Democrats are just going to be the latest uh, incarnation of well, the election wasn't uh, exactly what the people wanted. This was just because of these new laws. And so we're going to be right back where we, we were in 2016, right? <laughs> Look, it, it, you know, whether or not a complaint is undermining democracy depends entirely on whether it's a D or an, an R after their name. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully there's something. That Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Green, well, maybe not Green, uh, can agree on. And that is having a great cut of meat. And that's where Moinkbox comes in. You know, Jim Garrity, a couple of Fridays ago, had a really good day. Uh, we uh, had a great three martini lunch. He was getting ready to go on vacation. And just as we connected, he says, we just got a huge box from Moink. And uh, I got one the same day. And so we're like, oh, this is awesome. And then the very next day, I was watching the British Open with my father-in-law. And he said, hey, Let's grill out some of that meat that she got. I'm like, okay. He's the grill master. And so uh, we put a couple of steaks on. The girls weren't home. And so we had uh, a couple of steaks that were just so tender. In fact, he said, you tell him on that podcast that these are some of the most tender steaks that I've ever had. And so very flavorful as well. Fantastic product with Moink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk you find in prepackaged meat in the meat aisle at your supermarket. Sign up at moinkbox.com martini to get a year of bacon for free and then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box. Change what you get each month and cancel anytime. You had me at free bacon, but I'm telling you, uh, they have a wide variety of products here, and they're so delicious. I mentioned the steak, but of course there's also beef uh, in other forms, uh, as well as ground beef, and there's lamb, and there's pork, and there's chicken, and the fish. Uh, really is a wide variety. Fantastic stuff. So uh, I'm glad to be receiving the Moink uh, meat, and I know you will be too. So delicious. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com martini right now, and listeners to the Three Martini Lunch will get free bacon for a year. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but it's only for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash martini. That's moinkbox.com slash martini.
All right, Jen, let's move on to our bad martini now, although this could have a silver lining here come Election Day, but it would mean that things are not going well for the country, which we certainly don't want to be the case. But after a lot of optimism for Joe Biden when he came into office, people were fairly bullish on him, at least according to the polls. Uh, Those numbers are starting to reverse themselves, courtesy of an ABC News Ipsos poll. ABC reports that as Biden completed 100 days in office, the country was optimistic about the coming year. But now after hitting the six-month mark, Americans' optimism about the country's direction has plummeted nearly 20 points. A majority, 55% of the public, say they are pessimistic about the direction of the country. A marked change from the roughly one-third that said the same in an ABC News Ipsos poll published May 2nd. In the early May survey, Americans were more optimistic than pessimistic by a 28-percentage-point margin. Optimism is now underwater by 10 points. Looking ahead to the next 12 months, fewer than half, 45%, now report feeling optimistic about the way things are going, a significant drop from about two-thirds, according to the poll conducted in May. It's not only true among Republicans and independents, it's also among Democrats. There's still about 71% who are optimistic, but that's way down from the previous poll and uh, much lower than the 93% that Democrats still give Biden on his handling of the pandemic. So, Jim, uh, reality starting to uh, hit uh, the Biden administration here. Uh, they're not necessarily responding to it with a lot of agility. So uh, where do we stand with this? Yeah. And look, I, you know, I, I, this is our bad martini because I would rather the country be thriving, even if a president I didn't vote for uh, ended up getting some credit for it. But look, I, I think what we're seeing here is, if not quite buyer's remorse, then a recognition of the limits of the Biden presidency. Um, Joe Biden won the Democratic nomination because he wasn't Bernie Sanders, and he won the general election because he wasn't Donald Trump. Well, when you're elected to not be Donald Trump, well, then it's this mission accomplished. Every morning you wake up and you don't, you're not Donald Trump. Um, and look, it's it's a lot of it's the Delta variant. I think is a, a big factor in this. I think people thought the pandemic was largely in their rearview rear view mirror, and now they're not quite so clear of that. Sure of that. Although again, if you're if you're vaccinated, you had a pretty good you had a good chance that you're going to not get sick. You're going to not get uh, hospitalized. You're not going to die. When I say not get sick, you may you may get infected. You may get uh, feel it for a couple of days. That wouldn't be good, but certainly it's much better than it was if you didn't have antibodies in your system ready to fight this off. But yeah, you know, so just in a matter of a week, hospitalizations for COVID-19 increased 32%. That's bad. Uh, St. Louis, Los Angeles are bringing back mask mandates. That's very depressing. A couple of these are potential martinis that have kind of, you know, we we, we could have done all bad today, folks. We just had to spare (laughs) you. DOJ is not going to investigate Andrew Cuomo's policies for nursing homes. Taliban is beheading our interpreters. I thought we were supposed to get those guys out of there. We didn't do that. The Biden administration has now formally surrendered on Nord Stream 2. Uh, Democratic pollsters are warning the party that people are really getting uh, antsy about inflation. They're really starting to feel it uh, in their you know, household expenses. Um, you know, Border wall contracts are being expanded. We've had four straight months of nearly 20-year highs in migrants being caught at the border. And oh, by the way, the Cleveland Indians are now the generic Cleveland guardians. That, that just That's not the president's fault, but that just is one more sign of things. I think wokeness run amok. So you add all that up, Americans in mid to late 2021 are now starting, oh, wait a second. We, we thought things would be going better than this. We thought we had the pandemic and, you know, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus, oh, uh, Biden has promised on the campaign trip. Well, it's not quite so simple. A lot of that's on you know, people who don't want to get vaccinated, but it's also on a matter of uh, uh, this administration maybe taking a victory lap a little too early around the 4th of July. So here's where we are. It's not a great state. I'd prefer things be turning around, but I think you know this is not... Um, 
to paraphrase a phrase from our former president, you know, uh, energy in the, you know, low energy. Uh, there's not a great event. You know, we, we get a lot of comments from Biden about how he's happy to be at the ice cream cone store. And, and you know, uh, he's leaving the negotiations up on Capitol Hill to Prime Minister Ron Klain. You know, <laughs> Biden is kind of just just cruising along here. This is what happens. You get when you elect a guy who's going to be 79 in four months. Yeah, well, that's that's troubling in and of itself. But uh, this is not a guy who is well conditioned to adapt or adapt quickly, for sure. I mean, he's pretty much following whatever the liberal lockstep position is on most issues. And when in the first few months of an administration, as long as there's no major events that kind of blow up in your face, you can just kind of roll out your agenda as best as you can. But eventually, events get in the way, and how you respond to that is going to impact how people continue to think of you. And that's why his numbers on the border have been terrible pretty much since the get-go. But overall, that hadn't affected his numbers much. But now we see that optimism-pessimism number shifting. And whether Biden can adapt to it and adapt to it in a way that uh, give people confidence is a big question because uh, overall, I don't think that's his strong suit. Greg, I think 78-year-olds in general are not great, are not well known for their adaptability. <laughs> uh, you reach that age, you're pretty well set in life. And I think the, the, what we've now seen over the six months of this presidency are that Biden's first response when confronted with a big and politically inconvenient problem is to insist it's not a problem. The border surge, he insisted, was a seasonal pattern. No, it's not. You don't, you know, you don't have four months of twenty-year highs. Uh, you know, when it's that situation, he insisted no, no serious economist is worried about inflation. Well, actually, no, that's not the case at all. Uh, and perhaps, you know, in recently he said he had great faith in the Afghan army. The Afghan army, not all of them, but a chunk of them, have, are now fleeing across the border and seeking asylum. They're not fighting the Taliban. So on these fronts, the, the message from Biden is, "Don't worry, it's not really a problem." Well, on front after front, yes, it really is. And Biden is left with egg on his face and looking vaguely confused. There's a shocker. But uh, yeah, and Prime Minister Klain doesn't seem to have a lot of answers either, other than to, we got to get these spending bills done. All the problems will be solved if we just spend about $5 trillion more trillion. Inflation will be fixed if we spend more. We need to pump more money into the economy to fight inflation. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the town hall. I hope you didn't waste time on your vacation doing that. But he actually made that argument as... It's probably the reason why you said that. But yeah, he actually said if we get these done, inflation will, will decrease. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. All right. Well, let's talk about something much happier than uh, the things that Joe Biden is pretending are not going wrong. And that is the great deal you can get on my pillow towels. Look, they got the great pillows. They got the great sheets. They got the great slippers. But the towel set is fantastic as well. They're big. They're fluffy. They're soft. They get you dry quickly. And right now you can get them at a phenomenal discount. Each set is two bath towels, two hand towels, and a washcloth two-pack. They are made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent. They're soft to the touch without that lotion-y feel. And they're made from cotton grown right here in the United States. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're machine washable. And they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. So visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code MARTINI at checkout, or call 800-874-0104. This is the MyPillow six-piece towel set for only $39.99, $70 discount. While you're there, take advantage also of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets and the MyPillow premium pillows. MyPillow.com or call 800-874-0104. All right, Jim, let's talk about our crazy martini now. And we mentioned Biden's border policy, which at this point seems to be uh, just keep letting them in. Maybe we'll uh, 
build some more tents and stuff, maybe make it a little more comfortable and I'm not sure how much more comfortable you can make it at this time of year on the Texas-Mexico border. It's going to be pretty miserable in there. And uh, there's been a lot of complaints about conditions there from the get-go with this latest border surge. But they're still letting them in. There's plenty of people there that uh, obviously are coming from impoverished countries. Uh, A lot of them are COVID positive. Many of them, of course, aren't vaccinated. Yet, the Biden administration is still putting the clamp down on vaccinated people coming into the country. Uh, Reuters, the United States will not lift any existing travel restrictions, quote unquote, at this point, due to concerns over the highly transmissible COVID-19 Delta variant and the rising number of U.S. coronavirus cases, a White House official told Reuters. The decision, which comes after a senior-level White House meeting late Friday, means the long-running travel restrictions that have barred much of the world's population from the United States since 2020 will not be lifted in the short term. Quote, given where we are today with the Delta variant, the United States will maintain existing travel restrictions at this point. This, of course, uh, comes uh, as bad news to airlines. It comes as bad news to families, whether it's in Europe or or other parts of the world where people have had a chance to get the vaccine. That's supposed to be your ticket, uh, Jim, to be able to get back to normal. But uh, for whatever reasons, we can't do that yet. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. And I know there are some folks who have loved ones who are uh, live overseas and they'd like to come visit them. And look, if you wanted to say, well, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come into the United States. Okay, that makes perfect sense. We, we don't want people who are unvaccinated uh, coming here. We don't want them catching it. There's a possibility that they're, you know, silent carriers. All, all, all that stuff makes sense. But once you're vaccinated, you know, we're fully vaccinated, you get both shots if you're doing one, if you're doing one that requires two shots, two weeks afterwards, your antibodies are in your system. You're, one, you're really a very minimal chance of getting sick, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you're not going to die. You're not going to end up in a hospital. You're not going to clog up our, our medical system, um, or at least not from COVID-19. You might get hit by a bus or something. But you know. And the other thing is that you are you know, much lower risk of spreading it. Now, maybe Delta is changing that, but allowing people from Austria or, or somewhere in the Great Britain or something like that into the United States, I don't really think that's the factor we need to worry about. That, you know, Foreign tourists are not going to be the ones coming here and spreading this sort of, uh, and spreading this. If you're vaccinated, you're protected. And I thought that was the message we all agreed on, but apparently it's like, no, 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 we can't do this. But if you're going to have that, if you're going to say, look, we can't have tourists from the UK and France and, you know, all these other, you know, allied countries, Canada, right? Canada is open up to US tourists. Uh, We're not doing the same thing for them. That seems kind of ridiculous. But uh, if we're going to say, no, no, we can do that, well, then fine. But you'd expect the same thing to be, well, okay, if you come across the border, you got to get back. Nope, nope, turn around, go back. We don't know if you're vaccinated. We, we don't know if you're protected. We don't know if you're a uh, silent carrier. But that's not what we're doing. We're, we're setting up and we're, oh, we'll, we'll let you hear, we'll let you review your asylum and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it's this really bizarre, strange prioritization. And there's been some bipartisan pressure on the Biden administration on this. And the expectation was like, okay, it's the usual bureaucratic foot dragging. They're nervous about this. They don't want to, you know, open up, you know, visitors for tourists. And then all of a sudden there's a big surge, but they're heading towards. And then all of a sudden the news, at least the Reuters had it this morning. Nope, nope. Actually, we're not doing making any changes to this policy. If you're a European, doesn't matter if you're fully vaccinated. Doesn't matter if you've got a super duper immune system. You can't come over to the United States and spend money, which is not good for our, not good for our entire tourism industry. Now, having just spent a bunch of time traveling through New England, I think the U.S. tourism industry might be doing fine. <laughs> there was traffic and large crowds just about everywhere we went. But nonetheless, um, I can understand why the airlines would want to bring back 
uh, mutual inter, uh, international travel and not requiring special permits and things like that. It doesn't make any sense. You'd like to at least have the consistency of your border policy, making this uh, aligning with your uh, foreign tourism policy. For some reason, we are really, really tough on tourists, but we're very, very easygoing on the migrants. Well, not only that, it's not even like we're keeping them in one location on the border. We're busing them. We're flying them all over different parts of the country. So it's not even like you Correct. Can... These, these unvaccinated people need to be spread across the country. That's the best way to protect us. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to this avalanche of horribles, Jim. I'm sure you're excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to be back, everyone. No, I am glad to be back. You know, it's one week and we traveled on one weekend. You know, we started driving on one weekend, drove back. The first like six or seven days, if you do an eight day vacation are fantastic. And then last day you're like, okay, I'm done. Ready to go back, ready to go sleep in my own bed. Ready to sleep on a MyPillow, you know. Ah, very good. MyPillow.com. Yep, yep. Make sure you use the code martini. All right, Jim, welcome back and talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus, Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Do subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast. If you don't already, please tell your friends about us as well. We're very grateful for those five-star ratings and your kind reviews. They are a huge help to us, so please keep them coming. Get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. And follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Monday, and please join us on Tuesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. More Americans died from drug overdoses last year than any year on record. Yet parents and kids are not being educated on the crisis, and there seems to be no real plan to address it. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, former DEA official Derek Maltz joins me to discuss just how big a problem this really is and what can be done to fight back. Don't miss this really important conversation. Subscribe to the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, one more bit of good news, Andy, and that is the fantastic deals you can find at 4 slash martini, including their signature offer right now, a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X, and of course, free shipping on all orders over $97. You want to be prepared. You don't want to get caught unprepared when your power goes out. It's going to happen eventually. It's just a question of whether you're in the dark for a few minutes, a few hours, or maybe even a few days or more. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X, worth its weight in gold. It's now got double the capacity, and it'll keep your big appliances running, including your fridge, which is full of food that just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's got 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than normal. So visit 4patriots.com slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4patriots.com slash martini. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.